0: You know what I hate? Boxes. That's something I have run from my entire life because y'all, none of us are meant to live within a box. I am a woman of many facets, loving things from business to relationships to health and wholeness and faith. And that's what you're going to get here. Uh, I'd like to thank you for joining me on the Rebecca Danny Show. I like to say I am a black and bougie believer giving you some real honest talk on life. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Rebecca Danny Show. You guys, right now we are in the middle of a series called Biz 101, and I I told you guys already that I will be having some guests on who just get to share a little bit about their business journey, but also we'll dive into some specific topics. And so today, you guys, I have a guest and I'm so excited because this man was my own mentor for about two years, give or take two years um and now he has become a dear friend and i just love talking about business with him and entrepreneurship um he is so highly skilled in what he does and yeah i just love the way that he comes about life he is full of wisdom he's full of truth and also is hilarious so um I want to welcome Mike Myashiro. Thank
1: you, Becca, for having me on your show. Are you saying that I'm the first person you're interviewing on this biz series? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm honored. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. And listen, I want you guys to know before we say anything else that Becca and I both are crazy right now.
0: Yeah. We're kind of like on the, like just buzzing with energy. (laughs) And it's because, you know, I told Mike just some details about my... Serious relationship with my boyfriend, and he's just freaking out.
1: I'm fine. It's it's whatever. It's cool. I'm casual. It's I'm mundane.
0: Definitely not. You guys, I recorded probably 10 minutes worth of video <laughs> no! of him screaming in the water. I was not screaming. I was so, screaming. That's true. He was. He All right. was. And mm-hmm. laying on the floor. <laughs> and doing push-ups. <laughs>
1: Listen, love is exciting. You know what I mean? It is. Becca's, Becca's got it. We're so excited.
0: So, Mike, yeah. tell us about you. Like, oh, who are you? These people
1: don't know you. Oh, well, listen, my name is Mike. I have a an absurd, ironic mustache that I've had for eight years. Yeah, you guys will see a picture of it. Great. So you'll see that. That has nothing to do with my life. Um, I am a serial entrepreneur. That's relevant to this, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what does that mean?
1: Basically, I own businesses in a few different industries, right? So okay. um, i mean i've been an entrepreneur my whole life which you know i didn't discover that till i was 25. it was like this coming of age moment where i'm like oh my gosh this is what's wrong with me (laughs) i'm an entrepreneur that's why this other stuff doesn't make any sense that's why i you know you know going through school or working for somebody else just always was difficult and frustrating i could do it you know i performed fine In fact, I excelled or whatever, but I was miserable and I always just felt trapped and like, this can't be it. And you know, having this social pressure around me of everyone acting like this was normal and acceptable and successful and worthwhile. I'm like, something's wrong. So I had that most of my life. Um, And then it wasn't until I was 25 I was working full time for an events business and I knew um, oh, I don't know if I can keep doing this forever. You know, not because of the job. I actually love my job. I love my boss. I love my Guys, we're... we were
0: both in events.
1: Right. I just realized that. We're oh both my God. like, what the? <laughs> we never talked about that. It's awkward.
0: We're like soulmate <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I was in events administration for six years, oh my God. which was super helpful. Great skills and knowledge base, right? Whatever. But I realized if I did the math one day, I had some things. I I, my first big dream was I wanted to invest in a rental property, right? And I was like, for the amount of down payment I want to put down on a house, Mm -hmm. that's like the kind of house I'd want to rent or like invest in, I was going to have to spend 17 years saving from my job to pull that off based on my budget. And I was like, "Mm, that's way too long. I can't, but I didn't want to quit my job. So my natural response to that was, I need to find another way to make more money. So I started a spiritual life coaching practice, um, which took off, which was really cool. And then my friend, a friend of mine who I was already kind of supporting in a property management company that he owned, brought me on as a partner. So then I broke into that industry. And then I launched a product brokerage business. I also tra- started traveling and speaking. And then from there, I started creating content and you know my own store and all this stuff. So it just continued to evolve from there. And so I've just been in a few different industries along the way. And now, I remember it was probably like two years into that journey, I, my side hustles surpassed my full-time income a beautiful moment. I know. It was crazy. And I was I mathematically was like, okay, financially, I actually could walk away from my job and be fine. Not just like scraping by. I would be like fine because I'm making more with my sidestep than my full-time job. I'll lose some income, obviously, but I'll gain 40 hours a week back in my life. And I'll gain complete control over my schedule. I don't need to ask anyone else for permission to do what I want to do, to go on these trips that I'm going on, right? I can wake up whenever I want. I can go to bed when I want. I can take as long of a lunch break as I want. You can and be fine. Really? Be free. Exactly. And I was like, <laughs> I want that. So I worked with my, my team at work and whatever, it took a few months to replace me and finally I got to walk away. And I remember two days before my retirement party, I, did, I threw a retirement party that's to cute. celebrate because I had to commemorate this moment, you know, like yeah. there were two days before that where I was walking down the hallway at my house and I had this epiphany, I realized I will never work for another person a day in my life. And not I've like out of this rebellious, like I refuse to, it was more like that's, it was just like a, a realization, like that's yeah. not going to happen. I was like, what? And my whole world just kind of shifted in that moment. I got very excited, kind of freaked out. And I was like, the vision I have of my future right now needs to update because it hasn't taken this into consideration yet. Mm-hmm. It's me. Mm-hmm. I get to decide this. You know, that was crazy. So that was four years ago, five years ago now. That's awesome. Yeah, so I think that's probably a good like little intro up to this point of.
0: And like now you have a full freaking organization. You didn't even say that, Mike. No. And I'm gonna tell people that you're like a six figure entrepreneur. (laughs) Um, Hello.
1: Right. Okay. So that's true. Yeah. So that's fun. That happened, and I mean it's been a crazy journey. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I mean it's just so complicated. I don't even. I try not to talk about it because I'm like I don't know how to explain the different nuances of all these different things and whatever. But yeah, like last couple years things really took off and. It's been a crazy journey, um, and I mean, I don't know if you've talked about this yet, but like being an entrepreneur, your income often tends to be related to how your personal world's doing on some level, right?
0: Oh my God. Oh, that's so true. We could do a whole podcast <laughs> Oh God, why aren't we talking about that right now? Maybe we'll do a part two. Okay, maybe
1: we should. That's
0: <gasps> we, We're going to do a part that's two, some guys. dark so that's drama, you guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when your income is based on your output as an individual and your drive and your inspiration and your... Um, your dedication and discipline and all that and then you're not doing well personally like that stuff starts to get affected right and so you know it's obvious that having disciplines and habits in place to protect your projects your team your yeah. income from your emotional state really important right yeah. and so that's been a really fun journey but yeah it's fascinating to watch like it's so much easier just to be an employee mm-hmm. in one sense and mm-hmm. also so much harder yeah. depending on what you are right yeah. but like as an employee you don't have to think about that stuff you're, you just show up and you just Clock into to jail and you just spend your time there and you move on with your life and you don't have to worry about what the numbers are or you know you just you're told what to do and you just do it for the most part right which it is does
0: kind of feel like jail it feels like like adult daycare <laughs>
1: yeah I know exactly <laughs> that was one of the biggest things that was driving me to like I need to not have a job anymore because I couldn't believe I could only take an hour for lunch that yeah. drove me nuts I'm like I am twenty nine. How is this my life, you know?
0: I mean, like, here's the thing. I get that some people have jobs that they're actually really passionate about. And it's like, they don't feel that. But for me and for you, Mm -hmm. the kind of people that we are and what we've desired to create, it's like that it just, we were fitting within a box that it didn't fit us. And so it was like so contrary to what we desire. So contrary to like... The path that we yeah
1: i mean i think the how matters for us it's like the number itself how much we're making can be exciting or satisfying for a certain amount of time and then we're like okay i can't keep doing this anymore because Mm -hmm. the way i make money sucks i can't respect how i'm getting paid i want to build i want to create i want to maximize right i think that's definitely a thing for me i need to experience like momentum in what i'm investing in and what i'm building i need to have ownership Mm -hmm. over it i can't be doing something for somebody else And someone else calling the shots of how something has to go. If I can see new and better and more strategic advantage and advantageous ways to do something, you know, I've got to be able to innovate. So, yeah, Yeah. for sure. I think the how is a big factor for entrepreneurs.
0: Oh, So good. Okay. So you guys know a little bit about who Mike is. The thing that we kind of want to dive into today is I just kept having this like title come to me and it was called The Truth. Behind entrepreneurship some things that you should really know if you are trying to step into this realm Or maybe if you're already here and you're like, oh man It doesn't feel like i'm in flow or maybe i'm in my sweet spot There's just some mindsets and some characteristics and some things that you have to have in place and develop and And I think also being a christian entrepreneur is just a whole nother ball game like i've i've said this before actually when me and mike have talked about this subject before but like I have probably, my faith has probably developed more as an entrepreneur, like in the entrepreneur world, running a business, mm-hmm. trusting the Lord for financing, trusting the Lord for, I want to see this thing happen. And like, I don't have control over it. All I can do is show up every day and hope that he can actually produce the outcome and the results that I want. Like, I'm literally like, okay, well, this is what co-creation looks like. This is what like partnering with him looks like. This is what faith looks like being like, oh, I want this thing. And I'm going to show up every day and I'm going to align my actions with this faith that I have. And then the Lord is the only thing that can produce the actual thing. Mm. And so it's like, oh man, this whole journey of entrepreneurship has been a test and a trial. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just want us to like dive into this and talk about it and just, I mean, we may bring up like personal experiences or whatever, but um I think this subject can never be talked about enough like every time I mean I've been on the entrepreneur journey for seven years now and every single time I hear someone talk about this that's further along than me I'm like eating it up I'm like yeah oh yes being reminded of that yeah I need those things I need this thing I have to practice this like this is a good thing to practice these are good habits to have so yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: totally (laughs) yeah for sure
0: okay with talking about that the truth behind entrepreneurship one I think I just want to like first start off with like how has entrepreneurship affected (laughs) your faith Where does faith come in when you're talking about entrepreneurship and being a business owner? Because most of the people that are listening are believers. Mm. Um, And so I think, and I think a lot of people that are listening are somewhat creative, somehow creating or producing their own thing, um, going after their dreams, all that kinds of stuff. So yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah, totally. I would say that my faith influenced my entrepreneurship um, because... One of the things that I've found, I mean, this is potentially a, uh, a preference of mine. I don't think if every entrepreneur would want to work this mm-hmm. way, but in theory, like if you had like an allegory to this, I think sometimes I get this idea of something I want to build or create mm-hmm. or whatever, whether it's short term or long term, it doesn't matter. We get the framework or the template, right? I get some people to come with me. Okay, and we jump off a cliff and the mm-hmm. thing isn't built yet. And the thing is we need this thing to fly before we get to the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise we're going to die. And so and the death piece is a little extreme, but we're kind of falling and piecing the things together. And there's this like energy, right? And there's intensity yeah. and, we're like, and we're working together and having to push timelines or whatever. And we click the thing in and then we pull it and it just needs to work. It doesn't yeah. need to be perfect. It doesn't need to have all the polish and whatever. Yeah. It just needs to fly, right? And as soon as it takes <laughs> off and we're good, then we can start embellishing and we can start pulling other people in to do other things to it or whatever. I really enjoy that approach. It's not the best and especially not for everything, but mm-hmm. that definitely to me, the most difficult part of getting something going is the movement, just Mm -hmm. catalyzing the actual shift toward this is happening. So for me, that takes faith. You have to like get to a point where you can trust. And okay, here's the thing for sure. You're trusting in the Lord that he's good, that he provides for you, that he will care for you, that he'll cover you, whatever. That's all that needs to be in place for sure. So I'm really grateful for the foundation I have there. Mm -hmm. Um, But then beyond that, we, we, also need to trust in some other elements that the Lord has put in place that are absolutely factors in our ability to create. So we trust in the gifts that he's put inside of us. We trust in the world that he's created and the spiritual laws that are at play around us, right? Um, There's a very real trust in this space that we learn how to partner with how this world works. And when we co-create with the Lord, we're not just having a conversation with him. We're also Conversing with creation, so knowing that there are certain principles that the Lord has caused to be in play already in the world we live in, we get to embrace what's here before us, right? Like this, like the world wants us to succeed. It is naturally designed for our prosperity. It is...
0: Can you explain that more in depth? Okay. Like I remember, oh, you guys, we didn't even say. So
1: I know I was like, we didn't even talk about even, the new, yeah.
0: new <laughs> journey, I yeah. guys maybe we'll go back just real quick because i'm i when he started talking about that it reminded me of he spoke at this conference that we both put on last year crazy last november we put on like a business conference
1: it was called entrepreneurship
0: yes and it was so cool it was so exciting cuz yep. it was like something again it was it was like that faith journey of like yep. this idea that we had well originally started with Instagram challenge and then turned into like a whole like department (laughs) that then turned into a conference. And yeah, it was just crazy. And so when I was actually under Mike's leadership, I was helping with like the business realm. I mean, well, there wasn't one. And so I was helping with developing that in his organization. And we produced this uh, business conference last November. And Mike was actually talking about like the world and how the world is made to support you and he was diving into these topics and even i as i was listening i was like this is so good (laughs) and i was like people need to hear this (laughs) and i it was just it was so good because it just really um he has like such great verbiage of explaining different concepts of faith of the world how how the world function how it works and so I really want him to like explain mm. what this means when he says the world was made to support you. I think a lot of people don't understand that. They don't mm. get that. And so it's almost like we're working against it, mm. what was naturally set in place.
1: Mm. Totally, yeah. So throughout the Old and New Testament, you see a narrative that's not necessarily explicit, although you can find some specific verses that do portray something to this effect. But the general relationship that mankind has with the earth as in with creation and the cosmos, not just like rocks and trees, but like mm-hmm. the spirit realm that is hovering or like intermingling with our mm-hmm. natural realm. We are in friendship with this place. Mm-hmm. When, when Jesus died on the cross, he changed everything. He redeemed us. And so our relationship with creation has been restored. Mm-hmm. And this place is actually uniquely designed from the get-go to support our thriving. Yeah. Its whole function, its whole role in this story is to make sure that we are winning yeah, right that's the goal thrive. yeah that we prosper that we have abundance that we are
0: we have dominion here yeah. but like oh yeah. if we take that back
1: oh. <laughs> yeah totally so that that's our relationship with this place right and so it's not just with like the land or with resources it's also when it comes to economy and business yeah. and relationships like all this stuff is designed for us to thrive and prosper yeah. so when we understand that when we embrace that and we don't enter the entrepreneurship journey with this struggle in mind. Like, oh, I've got to fight and I've got to overcome because there's truth to that. Like that is happening on some level, right? Mm -hmm. Especially like our internal world. Mm -hmm. We're definitely overcoming stuff from there. But at the end of the day, actually this journey is one of adventure and exploration and curiosity and celebration and building, you know, it creativity. It's that, which is actually really fun. And there's a positive bent to this as opposed to like, the hustle and grind that you know you hear out there, which I don't necessarily disagree. Like there is hard work, don't get me wrong. Like, yes, like as an entrepreneur, you're gonna be working harder than anybody else who's partnering with you, right? You're gonna be busting your butt more than anyone else because you're the one who's most excited and engaged.
0: But, it, but it's almost like, okay, so when you're talking, I'm like, it's almost, it's a different kind of hard
1: work. Because, right, for sure. So
0: one, I compare entrepreneurship along the same lines of like a farmer like you are like a farmer plants seeds or whatever it is that they're planting and they tend to, I don't know all the, the <laughs> verbiage, y'all, do I don't know not, what all
1: farmers do <laughs> but I'm gonna use this analogy anyway
0: I don't know all the verbiage okay you guys so don't laugh at me um, so, <laughs> so they like tend the ground, you know, and they're like working throughout this season and they're not seeing anything, but yet they're showing up every single day and they're watering and they're turning the soil and they're doing all the things that's required for these seeds to grow. And here's the thing, other people who have other jobs are not having to do as much manual labor as farmers, but farmers they work their butt off, but they also have to have this patience and this ease and knowing it's going to come in time. Right.
1: It will come. faith and vision, this is coming. It's that faith and vision that
0: like, this is going to grow. Like there's, there's like, something is going Mm. to grow from this. It might not be every single seed that sprouts, but I am planting many seeds and there will be seeds that sprout. Like, I don't think that farmers plant from a place of, well, I hope they grow. (laughs) Like, I'm like, this is their livelihood. It's like, no, this is going to grow. And if I do this, if I actually work with it, I show up every single day, I give it the nutrients it needs, it will grow. But it's like, I think even in my own journey, recognizing the difference between hustle and flow and ease in the work that I do and how I show up every day and knowing that I have the Lord and the world on my side. Mm,
1: Right. Yeah. I think we started this whole conversation at that conference with life's not fair. Yeah. And it's so not fair because it's stacked in your favor, you—we all have so much advantage. We have so much benefit going for us, mm-hmm. and you know, depending on your upbringing and your beliefs about whatever, that might not be your experience. But the truth is, when we're talking about the truth in entrepreneurship. The truth is, you are set up for success. Yeah, you just need to learn what the truth is about these principles that are at play and how right. to partner with them, how to yeah. submit to what's true here versus just, you know, immaturely acting out how you feel, what you think should happen. Irreg- like, irrespective of the actual elements at play in the world mm-hmm. we're working in. So when you start learning the principles of prosperity, right? And like um, having ethics and discipline in how you participate in the work you're doing, you naturally end up creating, like you partner with science here, where you actually create outcomes based on the elements that are already there. And yeah. you know the cause and effect that's going to play They're out there. They're universal here, right? laws. Right, exactly. So when you learn about that, and there are so many books out there that teach you these things, mm-hmm. Um, but, and the crazy thing is this stuff doesn't get taught in school. We get indoctrinated in traditional school to think like employees and to become like products for a, an, employ, an established employment versus building a business. If you want to learn success principles, you're going to have to go outside of traditional schooling to know any of this. And that's the crazy thing. Yeah. I think I kind of like it. It's also really sad mm-hmm. because of how many people never find this. Yeah. But you have to get outside of the four walls of the classroom to learn these principles, which is what you need to build a functional business yeah. or you know organization or whatever. Yeah.
0: And you also have to do
1: it. Right. It's yeah. It's not just theory. You got to do something. Yeah. yeah. Like totally.
0: I, I did a whole episode actually on the difference between like learning and actual like implementation mm. and like actually what you have to do. It's the same thing of like faith and works of mm. like, yeah, we can say we believe something all day. If we're not actually getting out of the boat and acting on that faith, like it yep. doesn't mean anything. Right. Like it doesn't, your faith is... Faith without works is dead. Like, yep. and when we go back to different like Bible characters, like I always bring up these same Bible characters, but it's like Abraham or Noah. Like I'm like Abraham literally moved to a foreign land without having any idea of this word that he heard was going to come to pass. Like mm. he was like, no, we're gonna we're gonna move. Wow. Yeah, and you. then Noah, I'm like he probably looked like an idiot. I say this all the time. He looked like an idiot. He's over here building this ark. Hasn't rained, and people are like look at this dude, you know, and it's just like,
1: (laughs) I'm sure that's what they said.
0: (laughs) And I'm just like, but yet he's like, no, I heard a word. I have faith for it. And I'm going to start aligning my action with this faith. And then it happened. And the water proved his faith to be true. The rain proved his faith to be true. And it's just crazy. And I'm like, man, if we really like, if we learn it, it is actually such an easy equation of like, my faith plus my action equals the manifestation of that thing. Mm. And I'm like, wow, there's it's so like it's not that hard.
1: No. Yeah, it's just a, it's a learning process. You yeah. just get to learn how to submit to what's true and as you agree with reality the, ben- the outcome of that relationship is prosperity, Yeah. right? It's just us, the, those of us who fight against what has been set into motion, and we cling to our trauma and our fears and our rejection and our belief in lack. Mm-hmm. It's that stuff we refuse to let go of that actually inhibits the success from coming. When yeah. we release that stuff and instead say yes to trust, abundance, believing yeah. that he's good and he's gonna show up and that this stuff is for us. When we actually trade those beliefs for the truth, Prosperity is the natural outcome.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember you talking a lot about time. And I just want you to talk about what does time in uh, relation to entrepreneurship and success and prosperity and abundance... My
1: eyes are huge, and then I'm rolling them. I'm like he's rolling his
0: (laughs) eyes right now. But I just feel like it is important because I was just saying this to my my, one of my clients the other day. I said, you know, I related the whole you know pharma analogy, but I was like, but also it it doesn't it's not about time. It's not about this taking time. And I was like, I want to like rewire that wording and that mindset Mm -hmm. that this is not about time. Mm -hmm. Like this is about what do you have faith for? You showing up. And you choosing to just do your part in the co-creation, and we get to surrender the the how and the when and the the time that we're expecting for it to come. But time is not really the factor, here.
1: right? For sure. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't. I'm, yeah. I'm just kind of surprised we're talking about this. Cause I'm like, what kind of podcast is this? <laughs> Because the thing is, yeah, I mean, I think when you grow up in school and in traditional employment, you are taught that time is a major contributing factor to what you get, right? And it's a it's a limitation or a requirement or whatever. Most of us are paid by the hour, right, or whatever. And so we're trading time for money, and that is a jail cell. You cannot create wealth in that kind of a system. Not all income is created equal. That will keep you stuck. Yeah. So we need to understand that time is not a requirement for the results that we can produce. Obviously, time plays a part. But it's not something we're limited by or required to um, submit to it's a factor in this creation process Mm -hmm. right so um, when it comes to like let's say you're just talking about income or the kind of impact or results you want to create with your business it doesn't it's not required how long it's going to take you to get there what's required is vision and effort and sewing right and you can increase the amount of sewing you're producing that isn't based on time, it's based on conviction, it's based yes. on belief, right, and your willingness to cast your lot, like, is this true, is what God told me true, is this gonna happen, or am I making this up, am I just, yeah. you know, like, with Abraham, like, did he actually tell me to go somewhere, let's find out, and he cast his lot, and sure wow. enough, right, it caused him to flourish and become the I mean, daddy of the world. I
0: mean, there's so many other, like, stories like that in yeah. the Bible, right, right. and it's like, Oh, the whole time factor. Sometimes like I literally will hear stories and listen to videos of entrepreneurs who are like, yeah, one year I was making, you know, a couple thousand dollars and I was broke and all this sort of <laughs> stuff. And then two years down the road, I'm making 7.5 million. And I'm like, what? Like that yep, doesn't right. fit within what we were taught is possible. Mm-hmm. Why would it be possible for them? They're not some special person who's like, oh, this is only for them. I'm like, we yep. all have access to that. Yep. All of us, we have access to that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So when you start to grasp this concept of like, oh, this like time isn't a limitation here. Mm. It doesn't have to be a limitation. It can be if we choose to believe that it's a limitation. But if I actually recognize, oh, the things that I'm setting out to do, the things that I desire, they could happen in 12 months. They could happen in six months. They could happen next month.
1: They could happen tomorrow. They could
0: happen tomorrow, like literally. I could, I mean, mean, you guys, I can tell you story after story of things that's even happened this year in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) that have been absolutely crazy. And I've been like, oh my god, I can't believe that just happened. Like, what? And it's like when everyone else is like, oh, not everyone else, but a lot of people are like, oh, man, this is such a hard year. We want to throw 2020 away. And I'm like, but actually, if we choose to see this year as something different, 2021, the break of that midnight is not going to change your perspective. Mm. The yep. year and that change on that clock is not going to change when you start having a good year. Mm. You have to decide when right. you're going to have a good year right. and when when your dreams can start to become possible.
1: Yeah, and that clock turning is not going to remove the bad beliefs you've collected yeah. over the last 12 months, right? Yeah. like That's not going to turn that off. We've got to make intentional choices. It's not about the time frame. This is about what we've said yes to yeah. in our own hearts. Yeah, for sure. One thing I want to make mention here too, and something I've loved about partnering with Becca <laughs> in the business arena, especially when we were building Nuva Reach together, she carries faith. Like she has vision for things and is willing to throw down on something you don't have proof for. There have been many times where she's been like, Mike, what if this? And I'm like, okay, Becca. But I can feel the energy of where she's coming from and on the spirit of it. I'm like, oh, there's something creative and alive here, which is, is compelling. She started off like designing a 10-day Instagram challenge. Every, what was it even for? Him? Actually, like...
0: I think it was originally like a five day Instagram challenge. Yeah, this was the like coming to my end of third year in the ministry school that I was in. And I was on Mike's team. We actually talked about this when I was on his podcast, but <laughs> I, y'all, that year was rough for me. I didn't know my place on his team. I was like, what's happening? Oh, I felt fat. And like, it was just a rough year. But I remember at the end of the year, I ended up moving to the social media team and, or maybe it's called the media team. And basically I was like, well, I don't really know what to do with myself. And so I was just like, you know what? I was like, Mike has a pretty good platform. Like, you know, I was like, you know what, what if we did a challenge? Like, I don't know if he's ever done that. And I just started thinking about the ideas of like, wow, a lot of people do like challenges. That's kind of something that helps build engagement and helps like grow platforms, all that kinds of stuff. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to start to build this Instagram challenge, and. Michael's like, okay, sure. <laughs> so I started to build it. And then I remember bringing it to him and the rest of my team one day and you can say yep. it is.
1: Well, and so she also just like was like, I need you to tell me these kind of these five yeah, things, yeah, right? Yeah. Bullet points of like what we're gonna teach or share or mm-hmm. whatever. And so I just started orating, I guess, some of the principles we were gonna put into the challenge and then the stuff that was coming out was so good and valuable, yeah. like, wait, this will actually this will help people. Yeah. And so when we kept doing it, we're like, This can't be five we need to do more, we need more principles. And she's like, Oh my god, we need more and then it became like a ten day challenge. I was like, Becca, this can't just be a challenge. This is like a whole different yeah. branch of what we're doing. There's a whole different group of people we wanna be working with and yeah. then from there a whole like division of NUMA came out, which was Nouveau Riche. Mm-hmm. This whole like space for people who wanted to be in the entrepreneurship space, who maybe just didn't have the leg up or the invitation or the framework or whatever, didn't know where to start. We're like, mm-hmm. we want to reach these people mm-hmm. and help migrate them from employment to entrepreneurship, the people yeah. who want that, right? Who this is for them. Yeah. And So from there, just kind of evolved. And so anyway, the, my, my point in bringing this up was Becca started with vision she started small like hey five loaves of bread and two fish this matters we can use this <laughs> i'm like oh my god this is going to feed a lot of people right and then it just kind of blew up from there we just and then it just seriously just continued to evolve and, and billow mm-hmm. um and it was such a wild journey of just watching how fast things went yeah. like I remember we were like it was like six months ago when that challenge came out and then yeah. this all, st- all has happened since then it wasn't about the time it was about the vision and the clarity and the focus and the faith to say yes to that mm-hmm. right And so we've definitely gotten to experience the things we're talking about now in so many ways. But then especially in this example, that's how this works. It wasn't about how long this was going to take. It didn't have to take. It could have gone faster. It just, we had other things we were doing, right? But it wasn't time. It was vision and clarity. It's like, can we say yes to this? And let's throw, let's cast our lot with it. Let's put some effort behind it. And sure enough, it produced and... So good.
0: So cool. So time, oh man, time doesn't have to be a limitation. No, for sure. It's not. What are some other things that you would say are some truths behind entrepreneurship that you've learned over the last, what, six years, seven years?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, Interesting. Uh, Who you hang out with, big factor. Your association definitely influences your awareness, your consciousness. It makes, it changes what you think about the world you live in because there's repetition to it. There's energy to that. There's, um, you know, attitude and authority that comes from it. And so who you spend time with is a huge contributing factor to what you believe is possible in your life. Um, it's not the only thing and it's not a deal breaker necessarily, but it is a major influencer. Sure. So I would just say like something I've learned in entrepreneurship is you got to be careful who you spend time with. Yeah. Those people will influence your scope of what's possible for your life yeah. and what your standard of living is and whatever. Um, I would say also uh, generosity is another contributing factor to abundance. You need to be able to release what you have, you can't hold on to it and keep it and hide it and control it and curate it and make sure it's like presented the way you want it to be presented. But obviously there's an element to that, but you've got to have this like open heart, open hand policy where you're actually going to let stuff move and pass through you in order to see the increase. There's an alignment with prosperity that has a nature of open handedness yeah. of like consideration, if you will. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I think curiosity is, good Yeah, me? no, no, I
0: want to get on that yeah. after, but the, the word that just came, kept coming to me and I don't know if it's, It is pretty connected to faith, but the word that just kept popping my my mind was perseverance. Mm -hmm. And I and I feel like that's also a huge part of this of Mm -hmm. actually steadfast steadfastness, single mindedness, Mm -hmm. actually choosing to decide, choosing to stay on a path and choosing to see it through. Mm -hmm. There's something about that. There's something about um, like that stewardship mm-hmm. of actually having faith to see something happen and not to just be like, man, I've been going at this for a year or two. It hasn't hit the place that I want it. And now I'm going to walk away. Yeah. But it's like, I think, I think how for me, and I don't know if this is, as, you can say if this is for you, but I feel like there is almost like this internal knowing of when I officially can walk away from something when I officially feel a release of, my time is actually done here mm-hmm. or like it's actually time to let this thing go it's actually time but there's sometimes where i'm like i feel like everything else around me is telling me becca you need to walk away this is so ridiculous mm-hmm. but for some reason internally i'm like i can't let it go yet it's not <laughs> totally, done yeah. i got i got to keep going i got to keep seeing it through mm-hmm. and and i've had that happen with specific things and i'm like oh and then the longer i go i'm like oh i'm actually starting to see more fruit here oh, wow, it's opening up more and more and more. And then I actually recognize, oh, I actually can trust the Holy Spirit and how he leads me and how he directs me and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like perseverance is also like a pretty massive trait and like, I don't know if you would say that's a habit. It's not really a habit.
1: I'd say it's an attribute of an entrepreneur of someone who's going to be uh, someone successful, right? If you're going to be successful, you need to have perseverance in anything that you want to build that's going to be long-lasting and impactful. For sure, and I think something I would add to that, that to me is related, is a single-mindedness. Yeah. You, you said that you need to have like a single focus, and I think I talk about this in an episode on my podcast called Intellectualism. I really pull it apart because it's so rampant in our culture. We are rewarded for having multiple options in front of us. Yeah. Thinking mm-hmm. multiple things, having Plan B, Plan C, all blah, blah. Like it's it's lauded as respect respectable. I'm like, oh, actually, that's inappropriate you have to be committed to what you said yes to, which was gonna happen before anybody else could see it, right? Because you can't see it. So you decide this is going to happen. And when you decide that, it means no other possibility is considered. you know yeah. what I mean, like, yeah. and most of us don't ever have to live like this. We have so many options around us. We never have to commit to any one thing. Yeah. If it doesn't go well, we can grab on other things. I'm like, oh. I
0: think there's no, <clears throat> there's not really like when I look at the story of Abraham, I'm gonna go. I always go back to this. When I look I'm at Abraham. the story of Abraham and Noah and people like that, and I'm like, they didn't have Plan Bs. I actually right. feel like having a plan. This might be a pretty harsh statement. Oh, Draw the
1: line, Becca. Oh gosh, guys. <laughs> I mean, the truth. I'm sorry if you get offended. Cuts, yeah, but.
0: Yeah, I actually feel like having a plan B, plan C, having all these other options actually is unfaithful. Um, And it actually is, it aligns with having doubt that the Lord can do what he said he will do. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep.
0: That all good things work out for the good of those who love him. And if I believe that, why would I have these other options? Why would I have these other things that are like, well, if this doesn't work, that's already doubt. Yeah, it's already founded in doubt. Oh, yeah, totally. That's I want to be found faithful.
1: Yeah,
0: faithful with the things that are being placed in my heart. Like I actually believe the dreams and the desires that come in my heart are aligned with Him because I'm I'm that connected to Him. So I'm like I don't doubt when I'm like oh I want this thing or I desire this thing. I don't doubt. Well, maybe that's not Him because I'm like, but He's in me. So I'm like yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have faith for it. If this thing is coming up, he wants to see it happen as well in my life.
1: Yep. Yeah, oh. so we gotta test the spirit of the thing. Is this him or not? Let's find out. Let's pursue this. Yeah, and right?
0: then it, I mean, there's literally been things that have popped up and I'm like, and I go after it and I'm like, oh, that didn't work out. But I'm not like, oh my gosh, I got it wrong. I'm just like, okay, that man, that didn't work out. So maybe yep. I, maybe Repetit. that wasn't him. Yeah. We changed, we yeah. adjust.
1: Yeah, we don't, we don't ever change course in terms of like, oh, I will succeed right i will bring impact to people's lives i will serve people that's always going to be the case right mm-hmm. how we go about that we can negotiate we can pivot or whatever but when we get an idea when we get vision for something that's supposed to happen mm-hmm. we never consider otherwise from the outcome of what we saw right yeah. the, the eyes we have in faith to see what we can't see now we want to we need to commit to that and it's so it, cuz it's not just about creation and success this is about intimacy with god this is about faithfulness to him is he right or is the world right right if the world disagrees with what he said who's wrong And so we get to demonstrate faithfulness and intimacy with him by staying true to the course, even if our environment and the people around us and the economy says no. We get to say yes repeatedly anyway, because we're faithful to our lover, right? And we will not take another suitor. And so this stuff of creation is actually, we build a monument of faithfulness and intimacy that says he's faithful. He is who he says he is. He will come through. It doesn't matter what happens. What he says is true. Yeah. And we get to demonstrate that in our entrepreneurship. Like, I yeah. think that's such a beautiful thing that does come out of us creating in this environment is the Lord tells us stuff, little secrets. We trusted and believed him. And then sure enough, the world eventually gets falls mm-hmm. in line yeah. and like affirms like that was him. You were right. You know what I mean? Oh, it's so much fun to see that happen. And it's such a beautiful exchange in our relationship yeah. with him.
0: Do you want to add curiosity and then we
1: close? Sure. Okay. Last thing, you guys, curiosity is so important for like a a whole life, but then especially for entrepreneurship. Um, We enter the kingdom as children, right? And children are by nature insanely curious because they're just like (laughs) they're blank spaces, right? They've just got all this open canvas available for them to get to like learn and discover and know. And so, when it comes to entrepreneurship, one of the things that I found to be one of the most guiding and prolific features of my journey has been my curiosity. Well, what about this? What if this happened? Um, a friend of mine talks about the, what if game, what if this happened? Right. And you let your imagination and your like consideration fly into that direction. What if, and you just touch these places that your natural state in the season you're in, maybe it's not possible in what you're aware of, but if you leave that restriction and you allow your, the internal world to touch, what if crazy stuff comes from that place. And you actually grab onto material you can bring into the present to build that outcome right and you create it and so the curiosity piece is typically how we're going to even get past the threshold into the other place where we're touching things that don't exist yet and we get to bring them into now and we get to serve other people by grabbing stuff that they would not have found otherwise because for whatever reason we're the ones with the curiosity that's so So important yeah we need that it's so productive and helpful for sure
0: oh my god (laughs) you guys i'm literally like buzzing inside (laughs) because i just love talking about this subject it's like I don't know why, but, like, I can't talk about entrepreneurship without talking about faith. Right. Like, it's just, it's hard. I don't don't even know how. Mm -hmm. I didn't know Jesus. Man, this would be rough. What are the other
1: people doing? (laughs) How are they doing this?
0: So, okay, you guys, we are going to do a part two because I feel like there's so many things we can talk about. (laughs) Mike just did a swoosh motion. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) but, yes, um, you guys... Uh, I feel like I need to go back and actually even listen to the things that we were talking about today. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening and Mike, thank you so much for being here. Um, thank
1: you for having me.
0: Yeah. And, um, yes, we will do a part two, yeah. maybe in this series, maybe not. I don't know. He'll probably be back a couple times, <laughs> but, um, I will put his information in the show notes so you guys can check out his Instagram and website and all that kinds of stuff. And Yeah. You guys have a lovely rest of your day and I will catch you next week. Bye. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening in on today's show. I'd love to further connect with you. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Rebecca Danny on Twitter at the Rebecca Danny and check out my website. Uh, it's www.therdco.com. Thank you again. Feel free to like, share, subscribe, show your girl some love, and I will catch you real soon.